and welcome to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes and today I'm here with Andy Fowler. Hey, yeah. And Mark Barrett. What? And today we're talking Comic Con. Obviously this past week we've had a lot of announcements of a lot of things. We're just going to try and fleet through them. Yeah, is that like an expression? What we've fleet learned, what we've learned by now. being at home and looking at Comic Con from a great, great distance away. Going, oh, I wish I was there. We weren't even doing that. <laughs> and now we're going to pretend like we know about it. No, I was, a, I was away for the last week, so I just came home and got an avalanche of knowledge. Just yeah. like, my God, there's so much. There's, there's a lot. There's lots. There's been lots of reveals, though, as there is every year, obviously. So this one's a really good one to. Yeah, it's, sing. Been, it's been a good year. It's. I got that feeling like because I, I always wanted to go to San Diego Comic Con and make it sound like it's about it's just died, or, <laughs> but I really want to go. But I feel like the best year ever to go is just past because you've got like a, you had the huge. We'll talk about each bit individually, won't yeah. we? And um, the bits we're interested in. But you had the huge Star Wars lineup. So you got the original cast or the best bits of the original cast and all the new cast all in one place. Obviously, the Warner Brothers thing, everything to do with what Warner Brothers and DC are putting out is all there. And then obviously you got all the Deadpool stuff. It was just looked incredible. Although, my favourite thing about Comic-Con is definitely the people who dress in weird costumes. Have Everyone. You seen, have you yeah. seen some of them? I've, I was watching a video was on IMDb the other day, and they were going around just going, oh, what are you dressed as? They had a Jedi Alvis, and then they had a woman who they were like, oh, what are you? And she goes, oh, I decided I was going to be Ultron, but I was going to mix it up and be a, fe- a lady Ultron. She was just a lady covered in bottle caps. These are the people that left the costuming to the last minute. And the guy went, yeah, uh, we've got a Jedi, well, we've got the robe, and we've got an Elvis wig left and some shades. <laughs> That's all you can have. Well, he sang a whole um, Elvis song just about Jedis. Mm. Because... That's what you do at Comic Con. Because of all the things to go and watch and talk about at Comic Con, that was the one where people went, yeah, we'll stay for this. What do you dress as? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would want my like my face to be covered. <laughs> that's what no, we're all hoping. Yeah, want. Yeah. <laughs> want to recognise it. No, but like, I don't want anyone to recognise me. Because because if it's a terrible costume, you don't want people to go, no, oh, do you remember the time have... that Fowler dressed up as... The thing. Fucking Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kermit. Kermit. Yeah, I could get away with Kermit. I'd go as Waluigi. <laughs> I could pull Waluigi. I've got the limbs and the nose. I just paint my nose purple and get some purple and like yellow dungarees and just be like, Wah! Waluigi! Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'd be Waluigi. Well, mm, well, it depends. Does it have to be like Something that's there. I don't know. Or is it just any? Basically, because, not, because Mario, Mario, that's just the cut. That's just Nintendo, isn't it? Like, there's, I'd rather go something. I would want to do a costume that was relevant to At what was time. going on that year. I might go with, like this one. I would probably not because I enjoyed it. Might enjoy the character, but I'd go just to piss everyone off because it's a huge Star Wars one. Probably go as Jar Jar, <laughs> just to see how many people tried to punch me. If I was linking it to um, something from this year, I'd go as the earthquake from San Andreas. <laughs> no, I like to think. <laughs> How would you do that? How I really you... want to know the conceptual would you ideas have like behind a hat? this. Would you have like a hat on top that had a small helicopter on it? <laughs> <laughs> I'd just have like one of those um, Richter machines, just attached. Oh, really? to... Just attached to me, okay. like a, like a fucking teddy tubby. You couldn't fart though, could you? Every time you <laughs> fart, it'd go off the scale. Everyone would know. <laughs> Everyone would know. The little helicopter start wobbling. Yeah. What do you guys, Barrett? Princess Leia, I've got the fig. I just need a crack nail. <laughs> ah, you'd look good. <laughs> just go just as her crack nail. You just, do, just as her crack. Just you a doing giant gold nail. bikini or like? Yeah, fuck it. Let's go whole hog. I'd need a jabber, so I'd just kind of maybe just drag something around. <laughs> I'm pretty sure walking around Comic Con, you'll find a jabber. Yeah, that'll yeah. work pretty well. Do that. I bet there was no Jar Jars, though. I bet you there was no Jar Jars. Missed opportunity. Pretty sure they were all locked in a corner. I bet they were all put in a storage cupboard and burnt yeah, to just death. Just named they, contraband. They walk yeah. in with a ticket and she's like, no, no, get out. I wonder if there was any Mace Windows. Because the whole, the whole, the whole first trilogy bit is still very controversial, isn't it? Upon proper yeah. fans, everyone says it's shit, but you have to acknowledge it. Yeah, it's part of the canon. Yeah, it's accepted as part of the canon. We just wish it wasn't. Yeah, everyone's got a shit relative. It's, yeah, but the thing is, it's kind of you, you kind of get away with it at the moment with like the whole MCU thing. Well, I mean, well, here's an example for you, for you. MCU, the 
Incredible Hulk film is part of that. Yeah. But they, they do notice it and they mention it in films and stuff and it is, but it's shit. Like, we all remember that it's shit, but it's something that's kind of like... Which one? Edward Norton. Edward Norton, oh. one, where he has the cars, boxing gloves. The Norton one was better than the one before. Oh, it, yeah. The yeah. Angry they were still one. make it great. Though. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. A lot anyway. of people like to forget that that actually happened. Exactly, yeah. but Star Wars can't because there's only six films in their canon. So we don't, <laughs> yeah. and it's all one thing. Like and it's, the thing is, it's all linear. The yeah, thing about yeah. Star Wars is it has a fifty percent success rate at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, which is probably more than you can say about Star Trek films. So <laughs> yeah, in oh, your face, oh, oh, and in yeah. the face. I'm sure yeah. this is the this is the time of the year that that argument comes out every year. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you reckon? They and, have, like, and a lot of Star Trek fans go home crying. Surely. <laughs> Statistically, we would say, well, how many ones I were there know, before? Really. They've got the... a massive following. Yeah, but how many films were there before J.J. Abrams got back like, on top of it? Thousands. Yeah. Like, it but, wasn't I'm... there a rule that every odd one's the shit one? Yeah, so they've probably got like a 50% yeah, yeah, rating. Yeah, true, actually. Yeah. Because Into Darkness wasn't as good as the first one, so probably still. The thing is, I wouldn't mm. class Into Darkness as shit either. No, it was good, though. It was a good film. It was alright. Right. The third one the would be interesting. The best bit about it was just, <laughs> <laughs> the, f- the first, the third one would be interesting because that's all Simon Pegg now. It's kind of been mm. like I feel like I like to say I'm really like chuff. Simon Pegg's got this big achievement, but it's not an achievement. It's kind of a hand me down. Yeah, because <laughs> two people let go of it and went on. Oh, Simon, <laughs> Pegg's, got Simon Pegg's well eager. <laughs> He's just happy to be involved. I like to mention it's just like a big royal rumble each year between like Star Trek and Star Wars fans. You've got people like dressed as a horror fighting people dressed like. An Ewok. <laughs> I'm going to tell you now, whichever one's got an actual lightsaber is winning that fight. <laughs> I don't think any of them do. One day. <laughs> yeah, but, one no, day. but what you got to think, like, I reckon there'll be more Star Trek ones because there's more kind of like disposable characters. If As long as you've got like a wall of red people. <laughs> well, even Jar Jar, even the shittest character in in um, Star Wars was so shit but incredibly lucky that he took down 20, 30 odd million <laughs> droids and then was hailed some kind of lieutenant wasn't he? That right. scene brings physical pain to my body. That film brings physical pain to Charlie my body. Charlie Chapman rolled in his grave <laughs> when Jar Jar <laughs> took out loads of droids accidentally with EMP grenades. Misa, whoa! Oh, slapstick on awful. Anyway, we should go on to about this year. To what year. actually yeah. happened. Yeah, so as you may be able to tell, we didn't actually go to Comic-Con. I wasn't allowed in dressed as Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there were a lot of big announcements and I think one of the main things is Marvel weren't there. Yeah, Marvel decided they weren't going to go to Comic Con. Well, Marvel this year. In, in 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 terms of their cinematic universe, because obviously Marvel Fox was there. Marvel yeah. were there about the comics and their but TV shows. I think Marvel Studios with their films. The Marvel Cinematic Universe wasn't yeah. there, and basically they went. There's nothing new for us to show. And last year they did it as well, didn't they? They did a bit of Comic Con, but then they had this second press conference afterwards where they just went, "We're big enough to do our own press conferences. We don't really need Comic Con." Yeah, and I suppose also they've got a like they did a huge one the year before that where they got all the Avengers together and yeah. everyone's like, Wah! amazing and stuff like that. They've got to think like, if is it worth doing it if we can't top it or keep the momentum? Exactly. Up? Because this year especially, and I think really what they were kind of clever, but at the same time they hid away because DC and Warner Brothers blew everything out of the water. Well, this is what I was going to say. Because Marvel wasn't there, there's a massive hole to fill. Well, it's not even that there's a hole to fill. I think Marvel realised before even going or thinking about it that DC would up it more than they could. I then think that's DC had a lot more to announce. If that's the way you think of it, I think that's a proper cow's way. I think the way I would see this is going that if Marvel have got nothing currently to show, because they have just started filming uh, Civil War, yeah. so if they've got nothing to show for that, if they've got nothing other than Ant-Man, I suppose really, to, to push forward at the moment, mm-hmm. then you can kind of... I'll just find this going, we, we've got nothing to display to you, so fair mm-hmm. enough, there's no point in us going. That's fine. Yeah. If it's because we're afraid of what DC are doing, or that. because we want to hold our own thing, we don't want to be part of Comic-Con because we're bigger than that, I think both of those reasons are total horseshit. They I don't just think, get on board. I don't think it's a fear of DC, because Marvel they're actually, already going... They're not, they're not that much of a rival, I think, obviously, because obviously years of comics, DC or Marvel, which yeah. ones do you like? I think people naturally assume that trends into the cinematic kind of thing, but they're not. I, don't I think there's a, so there's a lot of producers in the Marvel side and the ones in DC that have great admiration for what each ones are doing anyway, and I very much appreciate that they actually are doing different things. So it's not a fear. The, I mean, it will come down to box office figures, like there will be a yeah. slight rivalry, but I don't think there's like, oh, we hate what they're doing, so we want to beat them. Well, so Marvel weren't there this year. Which meant that there was a space to fill, and in, normally Marvel would have Hall Eight, Hall H, which is your giant hall. Mm. And this year, Warner Brothers took that slot. 
They nailed it. It was so like they were just like, boom a, a Saturday full of like mind blowing things that you'd expect on one evening that would trend for a week. One of the best things to come out of this weekend has been the second Batman v Superman trailer. Yeah. The actual full trailer. Yeah, yeah the full trailer. And I said to you, Mark, as soon as I watched it, that is a million times better than that first trailer. Yeah. Well, the first one got me mega tense, but it was only ever going to build up a bit. Well, that one was full blown. My jaw was on the floor, like <laughs> like in some kind of happy coma, just kind of slowly twitching at the screen <laughs> all Saturday. Why does like... your happy coma have such a disgraceful laugh? <laughs> it's filthy. I filthed <laughs> myself over watching it. No, I have watched that trailer about ten times. Though. I can't. I don't have that many pairs of trousers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's just so much in there that is just amazing. Like Bruce Wayne was there on the day that the whole Metropolis incident went yeah, down. Yeah, because I was said to you, I watched him and went, oh, it's interesting that they've got like Bruce Wayne holding a girl, something's happening, but who's is the yellow laser? And you went, because well, I, I was like, it can't be Superman. And you're like, well, it's probably Zod. I was like, well, how can it be Zod? And you went, because that bit we saw in the trailer with the yellow lights going through the building, that's not present or anything. That's a fucking flashback, flashback to the Battle of Metropolis. I was like, ah, and now we're getting some backstory. And so, and then it's Wayne Industries Tower that's been destroyed. Yeah. So it gives a reason for Bruce Wayne to be like, fucking Superman! Yeah. I think, spoiler, there's a big elephant in the room, which is Gordon's death. Because Gordon's not in the film. And I reckon that might be an explanation as to why he's not there. And I think that girlie's hugging in the trailer is his daughter, who will become probably Batgirl. And I think there's that personal loss. And it's almost as if in a previous podcast, we may have predicted that killing off Gordon might insinuate <laughs> this kind of evil relationship between Batman and Superman. Basically, which is a very clever idea by whoever thought that up. <laughs> Basically, this is your new The Reverse Flash's Barry Allen from the future. It's like, you're just waiting to call it. I'm waiting to call it. I'm waiting for but people to go, feel, Batman f- hates Superman because he killed Gordon. If that's it, then <laughs> boom, I'm right. I do feel the girl it. can't be Barbara Gordon, though, because she's a bit young to be Barbara Gordon. Probably, yeah. If there's already a Bat family, which we know there is. Because we see the Robin outfit yes. in this. Or, well, was. What was the Robin outfit with um, jokes on you, Batman. Yeah. Which basically says, Joker killed Robin. Yeah. I have a question about this, which is simply that, um, do you think that that jokes on you line that he wrote on it, was that something that the Joker has put on it, like, last when he night? Killed him? Or when or he Because otherwise him. Batman yeah. has just I think decided... when he killed him. Well, Batman, why have you uh, kept Because Batman like always kept the uniform of Robin as a reminder of how he fucked up. And it yeah. haunted him. I wouldn't so have left even... the death yeah, line no, on it. The worse like... it is... <laughs> Does the he worse need some blood is... on it? Like... Yeah, the worse it is, the better it would be to remind him how much he fucked up. Well, then why doesn't he just have the disfigured corpse in there? That would do just as good a job, you sick fuck. Like... Jesus. I was going to say maybe a family wanted it, but it's Robin's family was dead as well. Isn't it? <laughs> Depends which Robin. Depends which Robin. Well, this would be, I would assume, if it's a bit closer to the comic books, it would be the Jason Todd Robin. Possibly. The second Robin, the one that in the books the Joker did kill. Not Dick who Grayson. Then, yeah, not Dick Grayson, who is Nightwing, who I think is there's space for in this universe. Yes. They, they need to bring him in because he's something we haven't seen before, so it would be nice to see something new in the yeah. Batman universe. Yeah, definitely. But content of the trailer, what were the main bits that you guys focused on and thought um, that was The main cool. thing I came out of the trailer was, <laughs> did you notice that, the, uh, that Thomas Wayne is played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan? No. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was in Watchmen. He was the comedian in Watchmen. Oh, right. He's a great actor, but yeah. if he's going to be playing Thomas Wayne, surely he's only going to be in it for like two minutes. Because we've already seen them die in like every single... Batman film. Maybe when they made Watchmen, that guy went, yeah, we'll give you a two-film deal. <laughs> and they suddenly went, oh, shit. We need to use we'll, it. We'll give him Thomas Wayne. <laughs> but he's a great actor. He's a great actor. And, and yeah, I'm like, surely that's either. That's great casting, but you're getting massive names into really small parts. Or, or... I think the... Because uh, it was announced as well that Ben Affleck's going to be writing and direct, or not co-writing, but directing the Batman movie as yes. well as star in it. I think that's probably going to go a lot into the past, and I think we may have a lot more Thomas Wayne. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So I think because we know there's definitely the death of his parents in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, in that they scene. show that in the trailer. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you'll be criminally underutilizing a good actor if you don't do it. Yeah. I like Jeff D. Morgan. He was the dad in Supernatural. Yes, yes, he was. Right. Um, well, back to the trailer. Back to the trailer. 
Uh, Jesse what, Eisenberg was cool. Jesse Eisenberg is great. Yeah. Like, I really like his take. I really liked it because obviously there was two major things going on about... Because uh, I think both that and another trailer that we'll talk about later has put a lot of apprehension to rest of, to do with DC. Yeah. And a lot of the main issues a lot of people had was... Uh, Lex Luthor didn't seem right. I always liked it, and I think Jesse Eisenberg is a brilliant actor, and they're worried about the angle they're going on with him. I think that trailer initially has proved it to me that he is he is good. That is a good villain we're going to get out of yeah. him. A long burner as well. Yeah. I think um, that the bit that saw me was when he does the whole red capes are coming. Yeah. yeah, because it's just kind of it's just really different to say. He's just a clever dick, isn't he? Yeah, it's different to say what we got from Spacey. Which was let's throw a few crystals in the ground and watch Superman. Live this guy's a psychological island. villain that's going to play with power and really fuck people over. Yeah. You know, he's not a hackman who's just doing a land grab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's not like he's not in the property he's not business. To, he's not trying to me- mess around with Superman in between games on Twitch online or something. <laughs> um. But no, I liked I, I liked Eisenberg. I loved the image at the end where you get Superman tear open the. Uh, Batmobile and Batman just stands up and it's like he's not in his full mech armour it's just Batman at that point I went Batman's pretty huge isn't he Ben Affleck's massive he is he's the only Batman to have wear his cowl and at certain angles have a slight underjaw (laughs) a slight second chin going on but it's because he's beefed up old Batman Um, because they were saying at the Comic Con panel like Ben Affleck was talking about how he, how he was terrified about the role, and was it was it Scott Snyder, yeah. Zack Snyder. So Zach Scott Snyder. Snyder is the writer for the New Fifty Two comics. Yeah, Zack Snyder was saying, "Well, you know, you shouldn't have worried. You're perfect. You're you're bigger. You're older. You're run down. <laughs> you're perfect for the role." <laughs> and, and that, and then also Ben Affleck was talking about how um, by Halloween, after he'd been cast for the role, he went into a uh, costume store to give his son, because his son's a massive Batman fan. A, um, a Batman costume and he bumped into Christian Bale <laughs> and Christian Bale was there with his son getting a Batman costume <laughs> literally and he was like oh, oh. and then um, he was he, he went because apparently they're really pally um, and because I think it's just a fan thing where people yeah. go they must hate each other of course they don't they're both earning great money off the well, same Keaton role. hates them all yeah Keaton, <laughs> well Keaton is Batman um, but Ben Affleck went to my uh I still say Clooney. I say Adam West. <laughs> no. Anyone that wears purple or has nipples is out. <laughs> but um, anyone that has nipples is out. <laughs> nipples I don't like nipples. Suits, I'm nipple suits. Don't don't like, like my nipples. I want an androgynous. Sorry, yeah, Affleck. You need to have them surgically removed before you get My point was Ben Affleck went Wait, to Christian Bale. Any tips? And Christian Bale just said, "Just make sure you can piss in the suit." That's it. That's like the guidance he gave him. <laughs> End of my story. Anyway, back to the trailer. Back, back to the trailer. Um, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman looks great. Mm-hmm. And she looks great as Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> but she, she just looks powerful. You've got some powerful shots there. Like She's definitely like DC's kind that's, of like Thor. That's what we she? need, though. And I've spoke about this at length before, of what we need from Wonder Woman. Um, Kick-assness. And she needs to be as powerful as the rest of them without being a, oh, look, she's a woman. Did you spot the invisible plane in the trailer? No. It was in every shot. <laughs> I got excited for a second because I was like, I was about to pause this, <laughs> load up YouTube, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Zod, she, Zod, yeah, is in a body bag. Is, is body that bag? a flashback to when they wrap him no, up? No, I did. They that... did. Did did someone have the film credit as Zod cleaner upper? <laughs> Zod scoop. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the flashback in Metropolis where we find half his body, and we're just like scoop, scoop, scoop. No, well, it's not half body, is it? It's, it's just a body neck. Broken it's neck. just a broken neck. But so um, theoretically, he could be lying face down. Maybe Jesse Eisenberg, um, as Lex Luthor, is just so clever. He went, guys, we could just snap it back. He's superhuman. <laughs> well, there's the theory, isn't it, that um, Zod's going to be turned into Doomsday, and that's what's going to bring Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman together. I would be mega pleased if that's happened because I just think the guy who plays Zod, uh, Michael Shannon, is just an amazing actor. Yeah. And I think I, I literally, when it finished, I went, I could still have you coming back in Man of Steel because. He was brilliant. He's a really, really good. Or maybe in that, maybe from... in that Krypton film that um, Russell Crowe is really <laughs> pushing for. No, 
Yeah, yeah, because Russell Crowe really doesn't want to let go. Please keep me in. I've got, I've still got my USB stick. You can plug me in anywhere. <laughs> but no, like I just think he was brilliant as Zod, and such a really, really good villain. Yeah, and there's obviously signs in the trailer of something breaking out of LexCorp. So, um, or something going on at LexCorp. It looks yeah. like there's been a lot of damage caused. So. Then we get that really weird shot where Superman's knelt down and Lex Luthor does some kind of really weird thing. So whether or not it's Superman's pissed off at him and Lex Luthor's trying to act all kind of weird. (laughs) Petting him like a cat. Yeah, or he's just trying to manipulate him before (laughs) Super. But also, Superman is incredibly dark in this trailer. Brooding, isn't he? It's like, yeah, I mean, obviously we know they're going to fight, so he's got to be aggressive, but... We're used to seeing Superman as such a golden beacon of hope and justice and there's morality. A of, there's a couple of bits where like, he catches the rocket and when he goes down, there's those people in the houses surrounded with water and yeah. he flies down. But the only people we know who are supporting him are this weird-ass cult. And then we've got the Superman secret police. Yeah. And also, Batman fighting in the desert. I don't understand what that is. I think he's tracking him. Um, but it doesn't even look like a proper Batman suit, though. It's no, it's not. It's, it's the Batman cowl with goggles. With goggles. Yeah. He's in a trench coat. It's just area for Breeze because he's um, going to sweat Does he so not much. have a desert in the comics, a desert suit, Batman? Might do. Pretty sure he does. I think he has it when he goes into this hole that's um, unescapable apart from when you climb up some steps around the outside. Oh, also, right. And then is... you have to throw a rope back in for everyone this else is all... or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a multi-millionaire who can buy tech armour. He can line it with kryptonite. He can buy all these gadgets. He can own the whole city of Gotham if he wanted. But he goes into the desert with a suit with goggles on <laughs> That's the extent of the technology he's got in a desert. Another interesting thing is, um, and it's not from the trailer, it's something I found out afterwards by um, watching the Screen Junkies YouTube channel, which is apparently what they announced in the um, conference is, in this universe, Gotham City is adjacent to Metropolis. Okay. And all the rich people live in Metropolis and all the poor people live in Gotham. So they're actually technically like two parts of the same city. Oh, Buda and Pest. They're like Buda and Pest. Fair enough. Oh, um, that kind of works. And I kind of, you can get kind of the social unrest there as well, where we've got like the hierarchy on Superman's side, whereas the people struggling on Batman's side. Almost like a film that was pitched last week. Almost <laughs> like a young young book Andy Fowler proposed <laughs> <laughs> last week. Um, but just to kind of wrap it up on... Batman Zoom and otherwise we could just go forever. On we were mega trailer. impressed by that trailer. Um, were you happy with the trailer? Yeah, absolutely. There's no, it, it's the first time. Well, I don't get me wrong. I was always happy with the Batman Superman film, but this is the first time I've been genuinely excited to see it. Like the last time I was this excited about this film was when the poster appeared in I Am Legend. Yeah, it's a reference. Have you seen that film? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Um... I got it, but I was drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like the pause. <laughs> um, but no, I'm really impressed. There's so many things we could talk about, but I think we could just keep watching it and watching yeah. it and watching it. I again. already have been. Yeah. Um, the other big trailer to come out of the Warner Brothers press conference is Suicide Squad. Now, it's a leaked trailer. The copy I've watched is very shitty quality. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't take away how exciting it is. But it's interesting. I wouldn't say I'm as buzzed as I am from watching the Batman Superman. I don't think you can be. I don't think you physically can be the amount of... Because that's the Big Daddy film, and this is a small film. But what it's got involved in is exciting. You've got Batman on top of Joker's Lamborghini. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. What I like is you get this huge sense that, you know, a lot of people's conflict with Marvel films was, we'll have an origin film later down the line, and people are, where the fuck was this guy then at the time? Why couldn't we just get Captain America to help him out at this time? We know they exist. Whereas this one, we've got a band of rogue villains that have been sent to do a task, and Batman and Joker are already there. Like, I, I think that that's going to be a flashback. You think? I think that's going to be early on, because at that point you've got Joker and Harley Quinn, and then I think later on you'll get the Joker in Arkham. Yeah. And I think that's Batman catching Joker and Harley, putting them into okay. um, or not Arkham, whatever the Iron Heights is it all. Iron Heights might be another one. There's so many prisons. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of villains in Batman. To yeah. be fair though, uh, but. Just say the negative zone. The negative zone. Yeah. Just cross over to Marvel for a bit. <laughs> Put them all yeah. in the negative zone. Put them all in the but negative um, zone. but um, what did you think of? Because uh, the trailer focused a lot on Harley Quinn. Yeah. And there was a lot of focus on her. Did you get the essence of what you know of her from everything you've had before? I think she's so. not a lot, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's always a new always, character. It's the first time she's ever been um, done on screen uh, uh, live action. 
Um, so this is a big thing. I think that's what they're trying to push. Yeah. Harley Quinn's finally here kind of thing. Uh, I get the sense, but I think Margaret Robbie is really good mm-hmm. to do that role. It, but for it being sold as such an ensemble film, I didn't get that vibe much from the trailer yet. No. I mean, I think it's still probably a bit of a teaser trailer, isn't it? I think I think more than anything, yeah. And I want them to put out a proper quality one, but the thing is yeah. they, they won't because that's the point if you go into Comic-Con, so you yeah. get these exclusives. They are sticking by their guns on that. Yeah, like Batman Superman came out straight after it had um, been yeah. on at Comic-Con. They went straight online. But the publicity has been rolling for that for ages anyway. Yeah. With Suicide and Squad Suicide Squad's still filming, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe there's bits, because it's quite a big cast. There's probably got loads of callbacks and whatever. I think one of your main things you got from that trailer is we got our first proper look at the Joker. Look at the Joker. Who looks amazing, to be yeah. honest. Like, I was very, very impressed with the way that he comes across. Like His voice work is excellent. Well, I said to you, um, it's very kind of Ledger slash Hamill-esque voice-wise. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of a classic, classic high manic Joker. The physicality is all around different altogether, and that's yeah. where I think Leto's made it his own yeah. already. I was saying that to you the other day. Actually, but I th- cause I he, to really focus on the physicality. Because he's bulked up just... for the role, but he's a skinny yeah. guy anyway, and he's always going to be a skinny Joker, and I think that adds to the kind of fear because he's a bit more sinister. He's a lot more sinister looking, isn't he? Yeah. But in a modern way. A modern sinister, like, yeah, I'm really. I think all round, it seems to be the general word is that's put a lot of people's worry about the Joker to rest. Absolutely, and you would expect no less from an actor like Jared Leto. The one thing I hope is there's not too much Joker in it. Yeah, because it shouldn't be about him anyway, should it? No. They should. The, the characters, the team that they're making, the Suicide Squad, should be able to stand on their own without the backup of Batman or mm-hmm. the Joker. And I but think, they should be nice seeds planted in. Exactly. I think when you get a proper trailer, you'll see what the film's more about. But I think that was more just to say, okay, we're at Comic Con. Yeah. All your fans are here. Let's give them something to say. This Joker's going to be all right. Because the Suicide Squad really should be... If it's anything to go by the comics, they very much split like that action between... There's a dead, even split between each member and they all get yeah. their own chance to shine. So I want more Boomerang, more Killer Croc, more Dia- Diablo, more Deadshot, Halloquin, and then Boomerang. Boomerang looked all right. Boomerang right. looked all right for the short moment you saw him. It was like, you're dry Courtney, but I'm going to let you off. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. Um, I want to see more Killer Killer Croc. I don't, because his face looks like marble flooring. <laughs> he looks good. I like it. I'm excited to see these guys. <laughs> Not even a work surface. And we, didn't get, we didn't get any of Katana really properly. There's, there's a shot. Yeah. There's a shot of her looking a little bit like... So I feel Ugh. like I feel like there's another good trailer to come for that. Yeah. But I think there are some epic bits, like the Joker bit. But again, the Joker bit is that's not really the Suicide Squad. <laughs> and it kind of overshadows the rest of what you see in that trailer. Which is what should be a really good teen movie. And I think... Really quickly, the last thing we got from Warner Brothers, there's probably more, but the last thing we got is that um, Green Lantern's going to be a Green Lantern corpse film. It's not going to be just a... um, One-man origin film again, which solves a lot of rumours because there's been so many casting rumours about who's actually going to play Green Lantern. It may be that we're getting a few of them. Yeah. So basically what we want is Hal Jordan, who should be Chris Pine. Just give it in now. Yeah. Say, Chris Pine, here you go, be Hal Jordan. And Tyrese Gibson is apparently the favourite for Hal Jordan. Fast and the Furious, man. You mean not Hal Jordan, the other one? It's John Stewart. John Stewart. John Stewart, yeah. But, you know, in our heads, it will always be Diggle. <laughs> it should be John Diggle. <laughs> and then um, let's just have John Candy. John, Can- John Candy's dead, isn't he? Yes. John- I was going to say John Candy is Disco Ball Man. Is no that a idea. person? No idea. The disco ball man. I'll show you later. There's a, there's a group anyway. member of the Green Lanterns who looks like a giant disco. There's ball a lot of lanterns, but that's why I like they're going straight into because they seem to be doing what the New Fifty Two comics are doing, which is just going straight into these characters' lives. Like one thing I really loved about the uh, the, the Batman vs Superman trailer and the Suicide Squad is we're coming straight into a very long relationship between Batman and the Joker, yeah, or Batman and his world. There's no. We can learn about details later or things later. We're coming straight in an action. Let's not waste time on origins, and that's why it's going to boom stuff out. But anyway, that's yeah. all the film stuff mainly we got from Warner Brothers. There was also a lot of TV stuff going on, but it was mainly evaluations of the seasons yeah. that have passed this year and te- teeny bits to look forward to. I think that will all come out later. Anyway, closer yeah. to the time of the series, yeah. you'll get later. Like you got an, you got um, Flash's new villain is going to be Professor Zoom. Yeah. They announced 
who's playing Jay Garrick, who I don't know him, but he looks. You're gonna, well, you're gonna get multiple seasons. So you're gonna get Wally West, Jay Garrick, and Barry Allen in season two. Yeah, so there's a lot of there's a it's lot. It's all of about Flash, users. actually. Apart from the Arrow is now the Green Arrow. Yeah, as it which should is, be, which is good. Legends of Tomorrow is just still definitely. It's still under from East London and the future. Yeah. <laughs> Gotham, they were just happy to be invited. <laughs> Lucifer, we won't talk about. Shouldn't and Supergirl announced what its villains were going to be. None of us cared. There was also obviously, notably, we talked about there's no Marvel MCU. However, there were rumours coming out this week that um, yeah, that Wesley Snipes has been in conversation with Marvel. Um, about maybe doing Blade again. Which would be cool. Would it be in a film? It's, like a they're film saying Netflix. Um, Marvel series. are doing a lot of stuff with Netflix, apparently, and they're on about, um, I can't remember, like Midnight Suns or something like that, it's called, um, where basically it's Blade, Ghost Rider, and a few other people. All oh, the dark ones that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. they're going to have a Netflix series, a uh, bit like what they're doing with the Defenders, yeah. which is great, because I want to see Ghost Rider done properly. Yeah. Um, also, I'd love to see Blade back. You can imagine, because obviously Punisher is in, uh, obviously Daredevil. the second series is Daredevil, but you could imagine him in that type of place as well. Yeah. Just have the Punisher just walk around. Just have the Punisher people. in everything, because the I just way want, it's looking... I just want that moment from Civil War where it's basically just like, you get the bad guys coming in and they're going, hey, we, we want to help because this is affecting us too, and then Punisher just walks in and puts like two shots to the head, walking dead style. I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Jack O'Lantern. Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, but they did some com- comics for Marvel. Obviously, um, the Marvel Studios wasn't there, but the Fox movies, the Marvel Fox movies, yes. had a lot to talk about, and they had probably the biggest casts anyway. Yeah, because they did a massive selfie of just all of them, and they filled the entire stage. But the main thing coming from Fox is, it once again, it's leaked, but we got to see what our Deadpool is going to be Deadpool like. is just, it's so exciting anyway, because you've had Fantastic Four on a back burner for ages, and now it's coming to fruition because the film's coming out soon. Yeah. X-Men has always been its big thing, and it's stolen all the glory, X-Men obviously. X-Men did show a trailer, apparently, but I've not seen any of it, apart from a little 15-second mm. clip where you get an idea of what Apocalypse is going to look like. Apparently, he's going to have a blue cape. And he looks very scrawny in that trailer, but that's without all the effect. They've only been filming five weeks. So. Yeah. And obviously, you got Storm, Gam- has, Storm has a mohawk. Storm has a mohawk. That's so. cool. And then you've got Gambit, which hasn't really started at all yet. Don't properly care. anyway. Just excited. But behind this, we had the basically the internet and the fans just making Deadpool happen. And Ryan yeah. Reynolds just putting everyone's fears to rest that this is going to be made perfectly, as we saw in this leaked trailer. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to see that a year ago. That's when that leaked footage came out after after Comic Con of just what they sent to the executive. The CGI stuff. And in a year, we've gone from it being greenlit, cast, filmed, and then it comes out in February. The internet has spoken. So it's quite nice for the fans to go, okay, we've we've asked for something and you've actually delivered. Yeah. Um, and what they have delivered, and what you can see, it looks like what the f- it looks like the film I wanted. If they haven't compromised, they've gone. We're having it fucking R rated. We're going to do it this way. We're going to make a film that the fans want it because the fans have created it and we feel a responsibility to create something that they have campaigned for. And I think Ryan Reynolds, I mean, people went to me when they first said, this is going to happen. Well, I don't want him to do it. And I'm like, no, he is fucking Deadpool. He mm-hmm. has got the sense of humour. And I hope that trailer's proved everyone right because the, the humour in that trailer and what looks to be the rest of the film looks spot on. It's so funny as well. Yeah. And they've not they've not they've not pulled any punches, literally. No, I mean there's the nice thing about that trailer for me is that yes, it, it's shown how far they've come. I'm slightly worried still that they're rushing it because it mm. is a very short period of time they've done this all over. I appreciate mm. the fact that the, the script was largely written before they'd even done the CGI. Well the film. script was written. Yeah. Yeah. So they'd done everything. Yeah, so I appreciate the fact that they had the tools to rush it out, so which is why I'm you know, I'm I'm not too afraid of it, but at the same time I'm apprehensive. But the thing that was nice about the trailer is that there's still things that I want to see from it. Things things that they haven't shown. Things like, for example, they could have shown a teleportation shot, but chose not to. So we don't know how that effect is or going to work. Or whether he even has it. Or whether he's going to use it. We haven't really yeah. seen him do any form of regeneration. So we haven't seen how that's going to work and how that's going to look. Are you going to do it exactly the same way as Wolverine? Are you going to make it more kind of grotesque version, which I think you yeah. can in this? Um, I think he's going to be left with a lot of scars, I think. Yeah. Because well, they make loads of jokes. Oh, about is it? Most, my yeah. favorite, my yeah. favorite bit in the entire trailer is when you've got him and um, T.J. Miller just sitting opposite each other, 
and they're just trading trading things like you look like an avocado has had sex with an older avocado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it genuinely fine. So like they showed it in the the hall twice. Yeah. First they got a standing ovation, and they went, guys, let's just play it again after a chat. And it's just it's just um, boosted my man crush from Ryan Reynolds as well. <laughs> that man can do no wrong. Shamey Shamey pretty much dies in the Expendables though, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> in our Expendables, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's it's great to see that that's what we've got to. And I think I understand it's really fast, but the nice thing is everything was set up. All, the yeah, director yeah. was there, the writers had done their job. Ryan Reynolds was on board, so they got the main actor, and then they just filled in all the spots around it, and then went. Right, let's crack let's on. Go. Let's go. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds said today that within three weeks we're going to get the trailer properly. But he said basically they want to upgrade the visual effects and stuff. He's so become he's become a real advocate for the film, but he's also become a big voice for the public about it. Not yeah. only is he the star and the people they want him to the, to do it, and the one that's pushed it, but he's the one going, "Hey guys, you're asking for it. We're going to give you it." And it's going to just reap fans in. Really is, and it's a really good way of doing it. Exactly. And the thing is, I don't think they would have spent as much money on it as, say, they would the X-Men. No. But I think they'll make the money that they did spend back. Speaking of, what what do you think about the prospect of... We've, we've discussed before about the fact that you can't put Deadpool in an X-Men film, X-Men film because, obviously, X-Men not being R-rated, you can't put Deadpool in yeah. by keeping X-Men true and to bring X-Men... However, you can theoretically put X-Men in a Deadpool film. Because it's happened. Well, but yeah, because Colossus is there for yeah. a start. Um, but the idea, my point is, is that you've got Colossus in this one. That's cool. I like the fact that they've connected the link. But you could theoretically put other X-Men in there because you don't have to bring them up to meet his level. He just can't come down to theirs. Yeah, because that's, that's always the problem with Deadpool is the fact that you've either got... Your choice is you either tone down Deadpool, which you can't do, mm. or you tone up the X-Men. Well, yeah, but with him having his own franchise that they can enter rather than the other way around, that could really work. Because I can see people like Wolverine. Well, I don't think Wolverine would, but he's a character that could make it with him. Yeah. You, you can see... Gambit. Gambit. Because I'm, I'm so excited for Gambit to be in it. And Spider-Man, because they actually do cross in the comics, I believe. Mm. Although he's, long... he's now Marvel. Um, fair point. But, but there was a long-standing history, yeah, between Deadpool and certain characters fighting out all the yeah. time. There is um, something else that was mentioned at Comic-Con in the Fox panel which was Wolverine we know Wolverine 3 is the last it might be Old Man Logan Old Man Logan which I said to Barrett ages ago if you're going to do a last film confirmation of this (laughs) (laughs) I'm good because I hadn't said it on the podcast so I can't say I called it Mm. I've got no proof to say I called it but I did call it I said if you're going to do a last film with Hugh Jackman go Old Man Logan go Old Man Logan slash Death of Wolverine Kid off the couch. Don't do another Wolverine after that. You can't after Hugh Jackman. Because How would they recover? That's the only issue that um, the X Men franchise has got from Fox is they 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 focused it around their biggest character, probably rightly so, but ultimately it's never going to last forever. And even though they've rejuvenated X Men and they're keep trying to keep it going, their biggest seller is going to have to bow out. Yeah. So how do they recoup? It's quite clear they're trying to push other characters such as Young. Magneto and, and your Xavier and, and your Mystique. But they've shot themselves in the foot because they've gone, well, we could go back in time and have a young Wolverine. But we've already had a film where we went back in time and had a young Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've seen exactly him from like scratch. Yeah, unless you get a CGI Hugh Jackman, you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Which no one wants. Mm-hmm. No one wants. Look, you don't need. <laughs> like, you don't want a beast. I think overall, Fox's panel was... Basically, the Deadpool part of Fox's panel was great. Mm. And the rest of it, I was just like, meh. Yeah. You're, not, you're not showing me anything new. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. I'll watch it when it comes out, but I'm not... I'm getting more intrigued by the movie, and I really want to see more well, Doctor Doom. Well, apparently the new trailer, uh, the final trailer, has more Doctor Doom in it. Yeah. And apparently in this film, you're not going to know much about Doctor Doom's backstory. Okay. That's pretty uh, cool. Toby come out and said, um, last time I said he was going to be this internet hacker, by the sounds of things, they've just cut all that out. They've gone... Now nah, he's not that anymore. He's just a guy who works in the labs. Um, he's had a bit of a shit upbringing, and he just goes and gets becomes Doctor Doom. Okay. So they said you're not going to know much about him because this film's supposed to be about you learning to meet the Fantastic Four. Um, because so maybe he's not the primary villain, or he is, but there's then he like he's left at the end. Like they don't hmm. defeat it. It would be nice to have a long-standing villain for a change, although you just don't want them to do another Spider-Man so, of set-up for something that yeah. inevitably doesn't... Although what is great is that um, Toby Kibble's also turned around and said, 
he understands that Victor Von Doom is one of the best mm. comic book villains. And he said that. He said, I understand this guy is one of the best. So we want to do it justice. Yeah. So fingers crossed they can actually do it this justice. This is the strength, though, that X-Men and all the Fox movies have, I think, in a way, over the Marvel Cinematic Universes. They've got some really good rogues that uh, the MCU really needs because they, mm. I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe villains so far have struggled to keep up to pace. Mm-hmm. Like some of the villains have been, some of them are brilliant. You got Loki, you got Thanos, Kingpin. You got Thanos Kingpin. has not been brilliant. But... <laughs> Thanos hasn't been brilliant yet. He's just been flo- floaty. If floaty he's not purple. brilliant when he first turns up, and can go ballistic because yeah. we've been waiting for him for such a long time. He's the yeah. laziest <laughs> villain I've ever seen. Yeah, well, he's doing it himself now. I don't apparently. think I've ever seen him stand up. <laughs> I've seen him bend down and pick the glove up. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. I'm surprised he didn't get a minion for that. I just want in CGI, like when he's moving around on that chair, like in tiny, tiny amounts, you have to zoom in to see it, just Stanner put on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but like they, they've struggled historically in their, their cinematic movie to create a really, really good villain, I think. Yeah, Red School was a good villain. Red School was good, but he's not going to be coming back, is he? I think, I think there's probably been a fair few good Marvel villains. But I don't think. But I think. The mm. problem is you automatically think of people like Malekith, who was my bugbearer. Like, mm. um, just, Mar- just fuck off, Malekith. The thing is, he was well Mandarin. performed. He's just really poor. Yeah, Mandarin. Don't even get me started on this. Yeah. Anyway, so... Whiplash was alright, I guess. He was alright. He was alright. Right What's his moment. name? Uh, in First Iron Man, he was a good bad guy. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges. was a really good bad yeah. guy. Anyway, st- so we've done Marvel Fox... The big one, the biggest panel, after obviously the, the, the Warner Brothers whole day, but the biggest individual panel, probably people most cited about, was probably going to be Star Wars, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, now, just before Comic-Con, it was leaked as well, their roster of films coming up, because they've got six, so they've got Marvel, Marvel, the other Marvel, oops. Not Marvel, Marvel. You've got Marvel, Marvel. Uh, you've got Star Wars Episode Seven, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. After that, we're going to have Rogue One. Yeah. What one's that? What's that about? Rogue, Rogue One. One. I believe... Pilots. Yeah, I think it's the pilot squadron. So is it like, okay, Red Squadron. Apparently, what I heard was uh, Darth Vader's going to be in Rogue One. Okay. So I'm interested to see how that goes down. I would like to see a film where you've got Vader between episode three and four, because Mm. I've seen episode four. Not seen past that, don't need to. Mm. Um, I've seen... I'm going to burn you. (laughs) I've seen episode (laughs) one and two. I've seen episode one, two and three. So, <laughs> you're killing Mark. Is this what you want? Is this Why what did you, you want? do that to yourself and those around you? Why are you talking so proudly so, of this achievement? <laughs> I know, monster. I know. We go from little blonde kid to Hayden Christensen to then a um, man who everyone is scared of and owns a Death Star. What's the point in between? Nearly, that? nearly there. But yeah, we're gone. Mm. Right. Yeah, no, you I know. want to know what that bit is, and I'd be interested to see a film. Because it kind of sits in a uh, oh, yeah. space leave, of films that I've seen. Will we leave after, was it Revenge of the Sith? And he's yeah. all kind of half ad robot and he's just on a bed or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he goes, no! And everything yeah. smashes. Yeah. And we all went, oh, I think him and Padawan have a divorce or something. Oh no, she dies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I want to know what that dies. point is between <laughs> them. So yeah. I'm interested to see if they do do any films like that, then I'd be interested to see what that middle space is. Interestingly, That's- though. You did just say doo-doo. <laughs> right. Now, after Rogue One, so that's what's Rogue One. Like. Then you've got uh, episode eight. Is that going to be the next one? I think it goes, yeah, Rogue One, episode eight. Then it goes... Solo, solo. Um, Obi-Wan. Solo. No, Obi-Wan, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Course, yeah. What was it called? It's Kenobi something something. I have no idea. O- only checked. one Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah. Obi-Way I, home. I, I am the one Kenobi. <laughs> Obi-Way home is my favourite. Like my assumption... <laughs> My assumption now is, is, is that going to be set in the same sort of time period that Rogue One's going to be set? Yeah, I think so. So, right, we're going to have episode 8. Are we going to get you and McGregor back? Episode 3 and 4 or 3 and 4. Well, apparently, yes. He's definitely keen. Apparently, apparently, McGregor wants to do... He definitely wants... Of course he does. Of course he does. He is one of the few redeeming features from the prequels. Yeah, I don't think he's ever wanted. Not his haircut, though. You can leave right now. And pod racing. I hate pod racing. I have no real issues with pod racing. Pod racing wasn't that bad. It's the worst. Anyway, we get into... You have no right to comment on this. But basically, in terms of what you just said about between three and four, I think the difference here is that I'm a fan of the films, the, the original 
films, obviously, as everyone is. I can't say I've explored the extended universe that much, but because that's all now been essentially cut from canon in the announcement mm. of The Force Awakens, a lot of the stuff that you just asked for between films three and four already existed because it's it something they won't fully do. It's something they don't want to acknowledge because it takes away from well, the money they can extent, earn from doing another film. Aren't the villains in like episode seven loosely based on something? Yeah, they probably will be. Or uh, the children. They, they'll have the taken a lot of influence yeah. from the it. The thing is, we've not put it in the canon. With mm. all the expanded universe stuff, it's now no longer fact as that's all part of the expanded universe. Mm. They're all legends, aren't they? So it's yeah. all stuff that could have happened. Yeah. Mm. But it's a bit like when you talk about um, a legend of, say, Greek history where you're like mm. there's something there that led to that yeah but there's something in that history but it's probably not how that story went yeah um, and that's the kind of idea they're having where it's like the people will talk about these stories as legends yeah. but whether it actually happened like that or happened cool. at all is a different matter so yeah. we've got episode 7 Rogue One episode 8 Kenobi episode 9 yep and then Han Solo Han Solo slash Fett yes which yes. is going to be fucking sick which is when Chris Pratt finally gets to pull on that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get really... When he just goes, starts taking Harrison Ford all Chris of his Pratt. roles. But Chris yeah. Pratt basically is going to do the fugitive well, after this. It's the two coolest <laughs> characters from the original trilogy. Yeah, right, okay. This is where my problem lies. I have no issue with doing a Han Solo solo. That's great. Love that. Don't want to bring Boba Fett back. Can we have a Han Solo song? Um, solo, solo. solo. Sort of my worry solo. would be they get Fett wrong again. No, well, the thing is, other than the fact that Fett Dies, and I'm using quotation marks in the pussy ass way that he does. By but what about Django Fett? What spoilers? Well, this film has been out for like four years. <laughs> it's been these films are older than you are. <laughs> anyway, like other than that, like Boba Fett is still one of my favorite characters, and it's a really weird one because he doesn't say a lot and he doesn't do a lot. But that's exactly why we love him because there's so much like convoluted history about him that you don't get to know. And yes, if you look into the Extended universe, a lot of that I explained. It's kind of why I don't. I like the area of mystery around him. He was just a bounty hunter that came from nowhere, says nothing, and gets his job done, and eventually falls into a snarlap pit. I but, don't but want. He flies back out. Well, yeah, that's what I hope. <laughs> but... Make it sound like as he fell into the snarlap pit, he got a shift card out and clicked it in the teeth, like <laughs> job done. Job done. <laughs> that's me out. Just boy. doing my job. <laughs> but like, that's the point is, is that if you were going to do a film with like that's around him and Han Solo. A, you need to flesh out a storyline that has already existed in their interactions, which we've already seen all of in the films, because we see him hunt Han Solo, we see him put in Carbonite, and then we see Boba Fett die and Han come what out of it. What if it's a... Well, it's a prequel, isn't it? a heist so. film. But if it's a prequel, then there should also you also should have an acknowledgement in the films of Boba Fett having already hunted Han Solo. Maybe it's, so it's a, maybe it's Han Solo doing a job, like a heist or a steal or a theft, very Guardians of the Galaxy-esque, like, probably... Right, and it leading to the point where the contract's put on his head. But the contract's put on his head by Darth Vader in the end. Well, I'm thinking one of it's one of it's they're both established bounty hunters, yeah. No, no Jabba the Hutt puts the contract uh, on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all bounty hunter, bad guy, smuggler. It's all the same shit. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) he's got Twitch on. I'm here just to (laughs) anger you both. Um, what if it's just a case of they have a film where um, there's something that needs to be got. Maybe the, the rumor was it was going You're to be describing the... other and guardians of the galaxy already. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It needs to get about... an orb of some kind. They were about uh, it was going to be the whole uh, stealing the Death Star plans, right? Yeah, okay. Um, and it was going to be like when we were on about a FET film previously, it was going to be the um, job to steal the Death Star plans, which Han Solo wasn't involved in. But if it's a case of he was hired to smuggle smuggle them out after Fett had stolen them or something. I don't think it should be connected with the Death Star, you know, because I think that's too much of a... Because then we're going to look back and go, yeah, but now when he's interacting with the Death Star, now talking about it, it's not the that's same. That's kind of what I mean by when I say I don't want Boba Fett and Solo in the same thing together, because we've seen them interact before, and if you change anything about that history, then like, even before that happened, hmm. that history should have existed at that point. So if you're doing prequels, you need to be really careful about how you treat the source material... Particularly, I know you've cut out extended Maybe universe. It should be well, Han right? Greedo film. See, now that I would actually be excited about because Greedo is obviously a hilarious character that dies within a minute of being unseen. But they clearly, first. but that actually, yeah, but that works because they clearly had a history. That history mm. is instantly acknowledged and then removed because he's murdered. But you could do that. That would work. Han go, hey, a fuzzy bollocks. Yeah, and I think if you do it that way, and then you can give Boba Fett kind of like a large cameo in that where he doesn't ever interact with Han Solo, but can interact with Greedo as another part of that kind of um, underwater 
what's the wrong words? Um, like black market sort yeah. of underground, yeah, the underground black market sort of underwater trading. Under, underwater trading with Charge was there, like <laughs> busted a day as well. You know, it's three thousand years in the future. <laughs> Mate, their album's gone multi platinum. <laughs> you know what crossover I'd like to see? Because they can now over their license, right? A short one, right? Maybe it's just a post credit scene of Chewbacca and Groot just playing chess. My question is... Is that the same role? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. My question is, when is when are they going to do the solo film for that flying Jewish stereotype from The Phantom Menace? <laughs> like, when's his film coming? <laughs> You know the guy I mean. I, mean, I can't remember his name. It's going to really was or out. something like that. Yeah. Or was he the one from the Muppets? They're essentially the same thing, aren't they? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that is anyway. hilarious. But that that summed up basically what we've learned, <laughs> and a bit more from Comic Con this year. Looking back at the news, what are the bits that got you individually most excited? Batman v Superman. It's the best trailer to to have come out. I think even. At, the other ones weren't great quality, so I don't know if that would have made a difference. Also, that Channing Tatum was wearing a Gambit t-shirt. That made me happy. He knew what his job was. He knew, he knew why job. he was there. Tell it, give him that much. How about you, Mark? Um, the, the Batman vs Superman trailer was definitely a highlight. For me, it was the thing we haven't... We spoke a bit about Star Wars. The thing we haven't talked about, which was very brief, would be the actual thing that's come out, the teaser. The behind the scenes. The Force Awakens, the behind the scenes. Thing, mm. Which, if you haven't seen... It's a genuinely beautiful thing to watch because not only is a lot of the stuff they're doing, they are creating like they did in the first, the originals, it's less CGI, which is great, going back to the basics, which is what we've all wanted. But it's also like, it just looks like an incredible experience to be on that set and be involved in that. Everyone seems to be really up on, and excited about what they're doing. And it was just a, a lovely thing to watch. It's It'll like put your minutes. faith in J.J. Abraham. Right? Yeah, it will, absolutely. Everyone seems to be really geared up to be doing it. And it's it's like you were saying the, the Comic Con. Well, you wish you'd at this one because you've got the old cast and the new. Mm. Well, it's the it's the only time that's ever going to blend. That's got to be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Mine. Um. I was super psyched to see the Suicide Squad trailer leak. Albeit leaked because they're just the the letter appearance. But I want to see more from that anyway. Deadpool was a massive, massive thing. That mm. trailer was. Cool. I just thought it was brilliant. I want to see it properly, which yeah. we will soon. But yeah, you got to say Batman vs Superman. That trailer is incredible. I think it won Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, it blew everything. Yeah, if I had to decide a winner of Comic Con, it is that it's trailer. Batman Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic trailer. Cool. Any yeah. idea what we're talking about next? We'll think of something. <laughs> next week, we'll be talking using words. Until then, yeah. thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at DinosaurMan15, and you can listen to all of these on Buzzsprout, or if you're subscribed to you, uh, iTunes, our podcast is on there. Exactly. Uh, thank you to Johnny Neves as ever for the theme song. Thank you, Mark. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Andy. In a bit. See you later. Bye. Die. 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 Die.